Hello, Traverse City Track Club friends. It's time for episode 12 of the Runaround Town podcast. We are all here in quarantine land, having the time of our lives, and just excited that we get to still uh, bring the communications of the Traverse City Track Club to life. So this is Jeff Hauser, and I uh, want to introduce my hosts. Hi, Jess Hauser here in and the same Kayla's, room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kayla Six, not in the same room, very far away. <laughs> So Kayla, let's uh, start off with you. How are uh, you dealing with uh, quarantines? I've got to admit the better weather has been helping. So um, some sunshine recently. Uh, we've been spending a lot more time outside, my husband and son and I. So I'm really um, enjoying that. I think that that's been a good mood booster. I even had, I think yesterday I had quite a few um, calls for work throughout the day, but I would just take any chance I got and just stood outside for a minute. So just adding that into my life a little bit was, um, has been a positive in all of this. So definitely we, you know, we're still mostly staying at home and missing friends, missing community, things like that. But at the same time, we're very lucky overall and happy that there's some sunshine in our future. So doing pretty well. Absolutely. And Jess, I, I know how you're doing, but tell the folks. <laughs> We've been doing well. Um, just kind of getting ready for baby and um, we've been enjoying filling station every Wednesday. Uh, they have listeners haven't heard they've been doing a discount for Traverse track club runners um, on Wednesdays to kind of like keep the spirit of the, the fun run alive. And every week they're doing a drawing for a $50 gift card. Uh, Jeff, you've got the details on what the discount is, right? Yep, it is $2 off pizza and beer. So uh, lately we've been getting uh, a pizza and uh, a nice little howler, uh, which is much smaller than the growler, which is 64 ounces. So it's it's been perfect. Yeah, and they, they also have this thing where you can bring in, uh, as long as it's their howler, you can uh, bring it back and kind of give them your old howler. They give you a new one. So you're not having to buy a, a new thing every single time. So it's a Yeah, they've really- got a... A good curbside setup, so it's nice you can stay stay safe, keep your distance. Absolutely, and uh, the quarantine for me is uh, it, it's been interesting. I, I love love being home with Jess all day long and getting to see her uh, kind of go through pregnancy. And I I just hate it that we can't share this and her experience with the world right now. But you know we're making the best of it. We're doing what we're doing right now, zooming with people as much as possible, so that at least we get to have that experience. It was really cool. My uh, my sister Kelly Hauser, or sorry Kelly Gordon, uh, <laughs> did this really neat thing where uh, we surprised Jess with a zo- a virtual baby shower. So it was amazing. I yeah. sobbed for like the first five minutes. I yeah, swear. We, we got about twenty or so folks on it. Probably more than would have come. Uh, you know, to the normal baby shower. And my sister set up all these cool trivia games and had people chime in and, you know, talk about, oh, what was your, you know, what do you think of Jess? What do you think of Jeff? So it almost felt like a real baby shower for Jess, which was... It was awesome. It was really, really special. And we've been going for a lot of walks too. And uh, we live really close to George and Susan Townsend. So shout out to them for... um, I get to, like today, I had probably 20, 30 minute conversation where Susan was working in her lawn and I was able to stand on the sidewalk and it's just so nice to have a conversation with someone. So we've been able to see them a lot. They've been, they've been able to watch the bump grow. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, just to make sure I have structure in every day, I've, I've been staying on my Bayshore uh, Marathon training program and things are going absolutely fantastic, which I'm really excited about. So I'm really, really toying around with uh, uh, actually doing my own race, especially after talking with uh, our special guest, which I'll talk about in a second. He kind of gave me a little bit of uh, inspiration to just kind of run for the fun of it. And if you don't feel like doing it, don't, but why not try it? So uh, I think I'll just kind of kick right in. This is uh, one of the mini mid-month episodes, and we have a, a special guest for today. His name is Andy Bellinger. And... You know, he was uh, somebody that I met through the brewing industry and then eventually was like, hey, you're a runner too. So, you know, we kind of share a, a couple of loves and I think uh, 
everybody's really going to enjoy this uh, interview we have. Do you guys have any comments before we kick into it? No, I think we're all set. All right, everybody. I know you guys are going to enjoy this one. He has a lot of great tips. His energy is out of this world and just, just, just enjoy it. Andy Bellinger, here he is. We have a fantastic guest with us today. I actually met him, I believe, uh, through the brewing industry back when I was a brewer with Right Brain Brewery uh, here in Traverse City. And then somehow we miraculously connected uh, via the fun runs that the Traverse City Track Club puts on. Our very special guest today is Andy Bellinger. And he is a Traverse City Track Club member, an endurance runner, an avid triathlete, a curator of local art, a father, <laughs> and most importantly, voted best mustache in Traverse City by the Runaround Town podcast. Welcome to the Runaround Town, Andy Bellinger. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> we had the intro all teed up for you. Lots I'm of things. Back. <laughs> I mean, That's it was awesome. unanimous vote on the mustache. <laughs> I really do I hope I, I get to post the picture of that. Uh, but uh, Feel free. Yeah, first of all, just uh, we'd love to get a good intro to you. Uh, where are you from? Where do you live now? And what do you love? What do you love in life? Yeah, um, I'm born and raised in Traverse City. Post college, I threw a dart at the map and ended up in Portland. Uh, traveled around a little bit there, and then ended up in Denver where I met my wife who was living in Florida at the time. And then blah, blah, blah. We finally got back to Michigan and now we are living just about two miles North of the windmill up 72. And we love it. I, we've been back in Traverse for probably oh, 10, 11 years, something like that. Maybe a little bit longer. I'm old That's now. Awesome. So who knows? That's awesome. So what, what do we call you? I mean, I, you're an endurance, you run crazy races, you do crazy triathlons. Like what, what would you call yourself? You're not just an Ironman. Someone that likes to do dumb stuff. I mean, I, I, I guess. I did someone that makes poor life decisions. <laughs> Andy, why don't you tell our listeners, like, what, you know, what kind of a athlete are you? Like, for those who don't know you and don't know what we're talking about, what, what kind of crazy stuff are you doing? Uh, how I start with what my history is. You know, I grew up running. You know, I never was a cross-country runner or a track runner. I just had it here and there. It wasn't anything serious. Moved into hockey and snowboarding and cool. all that. Never really got continued running. Um, I, I had a um, concussion. Uh, well, the fourth concussion, I don't know, five, six years ago. And at that point, I decided that I want to get back into running because I didn't think that was the smartest to keep playing hockey and doing stuff that has another chance of getting other concussion. So I didn't know you played hockey. Uh, what are uh, you playing at leagues around here? Yeah, I played just the, there's just the men's league, um, oh, okay. men's league and then the, the non high school teams by any means, never was that talented by any means, but I grew up, I probably started playing hockey in I don't know, 12, something like that. 13, 14, maybe um, I continued playing up until about five years ago. And then decided it was time to make a switch and be a little more safer with my body. It's not, it's not the easiest uh, on your body by any means. So that's a great lead into uh, the, this next part. I think you're going to go into. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got, I, I continued, I got back into running and try, I tried my first triathlon, fell in absolute love with it. It was awesome. It was just a sprint or a super sprint. And it just kind of grew from there. Which one was it? It was the first one I did was the inner rock and with three disciplines. Cool. That over, was my, over first, that was my yeah. first triathlon too. <laughs> it, it was, it, it was a great it was a fun one. course. It was yeah. A great course. You had that hill and I can't remember the name of the hill on it, but it was. Euchre. Euchre. Yeah. Yep. I, Euchre I ran hill. <laughs> yeah. I ran that the other day when I was out running and, and by accident, I ended up on the, on Euchre road and I, I remembered real quickly why it was not enjoying Euchre road. Um, yep, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So triathlon grew from there. Um, I ended up in 2017 signing up for Ironman Louisville. No, I'm sorry, it would have been 2016 I signed up. Ended up getting a stress fracture that put me out for a solid close to a year. Um, I was able to defer to 2018, and that was my first full Ironman in 2018 in Louisville. Um, it was had its ups and downs. It was an awesome day. Awesome day slash event the day the weather was awful I mean, it was 40 degrees and raining all day long i froze 
but it was it was a pretty awesome experience. I mean, I, I couldn't shift gears. I couldn't use my brakes really well. Eating and fueling was next to impossible. Just it was just my fingers. You couldn't move them, and your feet were moving. Um, when I finally got to the run, my feet opened back up a little bit, and I started to warm back up a little bit. But it was interesting. So I finished that, and this is kind of where it links into this, the the more life decisions that weren't as great. I woke up the next morning saying jokingly with my friends, I said, let's go do another one. And it, it became a joke that ran back for a month or so. And then it slowly became more, less of a joke. <laughs> so that's where the birth of Andy's two Ironmans in two days came from, um, which I did last year, right about this time last year. It was awesome. So I planned out everything from the course to aid stations to where I'm going to swim. I mean, everything where I'm going to have was unsponsored. Just so our listeners know, this was unsponsored. This was just Andy. Like this was amazing. You guys had live videos on Facebook of the swim and the gorgeous sunrise. Like it was, that was so cool. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, there was the only one thing I wanted to make sure I did was follow all the Ironman rules. That was my one and only thing that I felt being it wasn't an Ironman event to follow every rule there has. So there was no no radio, no extra help here or there. It was what was allowed by Ironman. So you could, in an Ironman, you can bag drop one thing. I had one place to put bag drop. I mean, it was to the T of the rules of Ironman, just so it was, I feel like I could do an Ironman. And then I woke up and did it again, just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is crazy. I was going to say, I was wondering when you first mentioned the following the rules of the Ironman. And obviously I've heard some of the rules as far as there's drafting, there's, you know, things like that. But I was curious what you meant. So more along the lines of the support and the things that you actually, you know, where you could put things, how things, you know, you weren't just able to have a van follow you the whole time and hand stuff out the, hand stuff out the window or something like that. Yeah, they're pretty strict. I mean, between drafting, I, mean, I had, I had a couple guys ride with me the first day and I was leading the way the entire time. I didn't want any kind of drafting. I had, you know, just where things were set up. I mean, that's the big thing. It's yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah, so basically I followed up with all the rules. Um, I, it was where drafting, I had two people in behind me the entire time. I didn't have it in front of me. Um, where I had no aid vehicle behind me following me on my runs or anything. Uh, maybe the only thing I maybe stretched the rules a little bit was having someone run with me. That was for safety reasons on my end. They didn't pace me by any means, but they were off and on running with me. You get to a point where, especially day two, where you get a little bit goofy and you're not <laughs> knowing, you're not knowing maybe, ex you're, not, you're, you're not firing every cylinder in the brain. So, where was the run? So I did... Cedar Lake was my swim, okay. and then my, which was 2.4 miles, for anybody that doesn't know what Ironman is, the bike leg is 112 miles. I circled lower Lake Leelanau three times, mm -hmm. and then the run was right there on um, the Tart Trail off of, oh, I can't remember the name of the barn right there in, off Cherry Bend. De Young. Uh, De Young barn. Yeah. De Young, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So my, basically, my run was just back and forth, and I did, I think it was four loops. Um, I had my mm -hmm. aid station set up in the middle. So I could get aid station and then, yeah, I had people jump in and out of there and run with me and supplied me stuff. And yeah, that was that. So clearly, Andy, you have a, a love for Leelanau County and, uh, and Leelanau Peninsula. The reason why we have you on today is for you to talk about this really amazing challenge that you've created for yourself for this spring. So I am the race director of my own run. That gives me the privilege to do what I want, how I want to do it, and cancel it because of coronavirus, or not cancel it, or do stupid things because I can't. That has its advantages and its disadvantages. A lot of extra planning. So last year I was riding my bike on M22, um, just a portion of it, and I said, "Hmm, this would be fun to run." And by the time I got home from my bike ride, less than an hour later, I had it all planned out. <laughs> I came into the house and told my told my wife, "Lynn, I'm like, I'm gonna run M22." He goes, what? I'm going to go run M22. <laughs> How fun would that be? <laughs> you need to start like a video series of like her reactions to you saying like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> She's not phased anymore. She just, what, it's, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that is me. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and there's, yeah. <laughs> so I am on May 22nd going to run all of M22. I'm going to start in Manistee um, and run north and follow all the way around into Elmwood. And then end there at uh, Division 
and it's going to be 116.7 miles. I will have some aid here and there. I don't have to follow any rules this time around, which makes it a little bit nice because it's just a run. I'm not going for any time constraints. I'm just going to do it. Yes, I have some goals, but if I don't hit my goal, life goes on. It's not really a race, whereas my double Ironman, I kind of had some goals and some serious times I wanted to hit. Um, but this is just, let's get out there and have some fun with it. And I later found out that, and I, I, I hope someone corrects me if I'm wrong. I might be the first one to attempt and or do this. And if someone has else has attempted or done it, please let me know. Because I don't want to take that valor from anybody. But I may be the first person to do it. Because I have right, everybody, Get on Twitter. Get on Twitter and roast him if he's wrong. I, I, please do. <laughs> please I don't do. know if that's what people please. do, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get on the Twitter, but that, yeah, roast me, please, because I'd like to know. I don't think it is, and I'd like to, if I am, I'd like to be, to say, be able to say claim to fame, I am the first one to run M22. So, which leads into Leelanau County. I love the county. I love what it is and what it means. Um, so, I want to do a fundraiser. This is the first time I've done a fundraiser for any kind of event that I've done, and I went with Leelanau Conservancy. They are funding to purchase more acreage for Palmer Woods, a thousand acres. It's great for, for me because they're going to have a lot of running trails. And for the track club, they're going to have a lot of running trails, biking trails, um, and it's just all going to be untouched besides the trails, acreage. And it backs right up to um, the Sleeping Bear Dunes, and it's awesome. Um, so when they I first it, uh, talked to them, they said we had a project they were working on, and all right, so we'll come up and visit and talk, and it was just awesome. And I said, this is going to be the way to go. And then they told me another bonus that they had a secret donor that had a two-to-one matching donation, and that sold me right then and there. That's amazing. I was going to say Palmer Woods, I know um, I really, really like that you mentioning how much of an asset that can be for our community with in the summertime. Absolutely love Sleeping Bear, but you do get, you know, quite a few crowds and the trails get, you know, sometimes it can be hard to if you want to actually go and run the trails. Um, mm-hmm. There's just a lot of traffic on the trails. Whereas anytime I've been to Palmer Woods, I feel like right now, that's the hidden gem right now. The mountain biking trails are amazing. They're a ton of fun. And then there's all this other stuff going on where if they can expand that, that'd be really a great asset or continuing to be an asset there. But I, I'm glad you're it's, doing this for Leelanau Conservancy because it's, I mean, that's going to be a really cool, another yeah. opportunity for us to l- utilize our beautiful area. Yeah. I really, I really went, when I was running M22, I wanted to find something that would benefit the area that I'm running in. And I thought that was, I mean, it matched up perfectly. I mean, I, I threw around a couple other ideas. It just didn't make sense. And this absolutely made sense. And we decided to go that way. How can our listeners help you achieve your funding goal? Okay, so face on Facebook is pretty much the only place I have it that I know of. If you follow Andy Running M22 on Facebook, and I'm sure we can get the link up here as well, there is, you scroll through, that Facebook page is going to have everything from donations to live tracking the day of to posts made by me. I mean, it's just going to be everything about M22 in my run. That's good to know. Cause that was another one of my questions that I had for you was how can we come out and cheer, you know, with safe distancing, yes. of course, yep. and things like that. But do you have your, uh, obviously the route is M22, mm-hmm. but um, like a timetable or a way that we can follow and cheer and, and things like that. Uh, just, uh, I'm glad to hear that you've got a, a tracking tra- so, way to track. Yeah, I bought a Garmin InReach. I've tried playing with it. We're going to make it work this weekend to figure out to make sure it works right. <laughs> that is the goal this weekend, to make sure it works right and get it all set up. But yeah, I'm going to start Friday after work. Don't know what time that's going to be exactly. I'm in the beer industry and Memorial Day weekend is, it's not an easy weekend. So Friday might be an early start, might be a late start, depends off when I get off work and then just go from there. I drive down to Manistee and jump out of the car and here we go. But yes, the tracking will be live. You can just follow along on the Facebook. You can download the app, I believe, and just go from there. And also I did want to note for our listeners with the Facebook page, the way that it's set up just because of the rules of Facebook, you said that it's going to close the 13th, May 13th, but you're going to open up a new, a secondary page after that. So even though the page says that the fundraising ends the 13th, we'll be able to donate after that. Correct. You said it exactly. I was not quite a hundred percent sure what I was doing when I started the fundraisers and my first fundraiser. It ends on the 13th because it only gives you 90 days. You can have it going. 
but I will post once the first one is over, I will post the second one and I'm going to put the dollar amounts and give all the information we need. So people can go, Oh, he doesn't have $0 of his, his goal. <laughs> <laughs> Three days out of his thing. I mean, if it makes you feel bad, you want to donate more money. Cool. Please do. <laughs> so I want to get a little bit into the nitty gritty. So yes. when you're preparing to run 116 miles. So tell me about the day of, I know you mentioned it's going to be up in the air as far as when you start or how things go exactly, but what do you eat? How often do you eat? You know, what, like, what does this look like? <laughs> I, I survive, I, I, I've played with nutrition through about just about everything. Um, I could probably give the three hour dissertation about what works for me and what doesn't work for me. I have a pretty good stomach and that's really helpful. Day before, something easy, nothing, A, I'm not gonna spend time cooking, so something easy and then easy on the stomach, so nothing spicy, probably not pizza or something real light and easy, but lots of lots of it and probably a little more after that. Um, feed myself good. Day of, I'm just going to kind of follow what I normally do for the day. I, I, nothing new to ir irritate the stomach. Um, so it'll be an interesting day throughout the day. I'm Friday going, okay, that looks good. Because I'm in grocery stores all day long, and it's really tempting to go, oh, that looks really good. So I have to behave a little bit, but just basic foods, nothing spicy, nothing out of the ordinary. While running, I prefer Fig Newtons. It is, nice. yeah, I realized a while back that goose are great but it only gives you so much substance the, the great thing about goose is it hits you immediately you take a swig gatorade after and it's in your system and you feel it i will have some goose on me just for a quick pick me up if i need something but i fig newtons have helped me out enormously two fig newtons is the same nutritional value as a, one packet of goose gel and i can just constantly just pop those things in and chew I like solid food. Um, it's made yeah. a huge difference in what I do and how I do it. Andy, I thought of you the other day. Um, uh -oh. Oriana had, well, cause you told us about your, your fig Newtons, which I yes. love, absolutely love them. I was in Oriana recently to get some supplies. They have their fig Newmans on sale. So just thought I'd let you know. I was yes. going to say, Jess, remind <laughs> me, I want to try that on my long run Sunday. So we're going to need some that. more fig Newmans because babies really loving these fig Newmans. <laughs> I, it's it's worked out great. So, but I do like to change it up. So I'll have Cliff Bars. These are my mid sub marathon kind of runs. Um, bananas, just whatever I can get in my system. At that point, um, the longer stuff moves on to whatever I can really eat. Whatever sounds good. It's calorie intake at that point. No matter what you do, you got to get calories. I'm burning so many calories. You got to yeah. have something back in, or you're just you're gonna die. Uh, not well, you might not die, but you'll <laughs> you're gonna run out of energy, and it's gonna be a quick way to run the day, ruin the day. So during my double, I always potato chips. I mean, Coca Cola. I love Coke. It is fantastic. It's a yes. perfect pick me up. It is. Do you the, do the, Do you do flat Coke or with the bubbles? Either or. I, I'm okay, not you're good either way. I was curious. Yeah. I've heard people talk about like even elites sometimes will have flat Coke instead of like a. Yeah or or like a um sports drink based yep. um that was, that was jim graham's like go-to back in the 70s he used to tell me so yeah flat coke. yeah it really, it really is it's awesome you, once you start you don't want to stop drinking it because whatever glycogen I don't, I don't know that technical stuff but it dies out of your system and you want to keep on you once you start you gotta continue doing it throughout the event but it's it's a perfect little pick-me-up, and it settles the stomach. That is the best way to settle the stomach, if you ask me, on a long day of a run. But it's going to be whatever. I'm going to be 30-some-odd hours. I'm going to have to eat. Yeah. I'm gonna have to eat. I mean, whether it's half a sub or something, whatever sounds good, I'll have my wife go pick up, and <laughs> hopefully it still sounds good by the time she gets back. And Do you have a couple people who are going to be, you know, pre-planned or at least in communication with you as far as, hey, we'll be another two miles ahead with your next food or things like that? Or how are you coordinating that on the run? I'd imagine there's going to be some variability, but what are, you know, what are you doing for kind of almost like an aid station or a sag wagon or anything like that? So aid station, my wife is going to pretty much run all the aid stations. She knows where my time limit before where I need more water. I'm in that three to four hour, depending on the temperature where I need to have my pouch refilled with water and a Gatorade. Food, I'm probably good for about six carrying, but about three hours, every three hours, I need to, three or four, I need to be refilled with water. So she knows, she'll have tracking on me. So she's going to be out there. She's going to be driving behind me a little bit. Um, I have five, six people that are wanting to run. I've kind of started really in the last week or so getting into where I'm going to place them and where they want to be placed and go from there. It'll be useful to have someone to run with, very much so. It's a long 30-some-odd hours to be running by yourself. And realistically, I won't have any music. 
Um, once I get my cell phone service in Buffalo, Leonard County is not so great, so there won't be a whole lot of music. Um, so having someone to talk to or someone to make a dumb joke or whatever it is. Jeff, you're all trained up. By, that should be your marathon. Yeah. You're doing the training. I, I, That's true. You put I, this on the podcast or not, I don't care. I think you should run with them. Come out and run with me. I'll, I'll put you in. I'll find a spot for you. I'm a hard maybe, all right? <laughs> all right. I was just going to say, Jess, have you thought through the no cell phone signal and the fact that that's there, right around your due date? So there may be, there may be a, a little... baby. Just say if there's already a baby present, it might there make it go. easier. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I, I want to mention my wife in having our, our last baby. Her name was Bentley. It was one of our last two kids. I don't remember which one it is, so don't shoot me Belinda but um, I, I had signed up for a race a year a year before and the due date ended up being on the race date and so I luckily bought insurance but this was I, know, I was signed up and ready to go on the race she we made the agreement as long as she was out of having after having labor and the baby was out as long as she was out of the hospital I was good to go and it ended up being canceled anyways, but it was, it was a pretty sweet little thing to have, have in my back pocket. <laughs> so you did mention though, um, music, I, when you run at times and while it might not always be feasible with cell reception, mm -hmm. what are the things that you typically, you know, on these long training runs or things like that, you know, some of your endurance events, what do you listen to? Is it music? Are there any podcasts mixed in, you know, give us a little bit of a flavor of how you survive. Very rarely as a podcast. Um, I listen to a lot of Sirius XM and I YouTube music. I just put on whatever kind of mood I'm in. They just start playing videos or songs and whatnot. And I, that helps out through the training. Yeah. What kind and of music I, are you into? Everything. Country, rap, virtually anything. I mean, pop. Just, there's really no hatred of certain things. Lithium is my go-to channel on Sirius. It is fantastic radio. I've not heard of that one. It's the 90s, grunge-ish. Okay, yeah. like the Nirvana album, Lithium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah okay. it's that song. <laughs> yeah, song, whatever it is. Yeah, it's that kind of. St it's just my go-to station that I can put on, and I can sing half the songs along with it, and I'm good. I do a lot of talking to myself and planning out the week ahead or wherever else I'm doing, and just go. It's quiet time. It's all that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's a that brings us into a good question: to How do you like mentally prepare for this sort of a thing? Like. Like, how do you keep your mind occupied? Is it total distraction or do you have mantras? Don't suck. <laughs> uh, I, no, That's simple. Really. You can do every footstep, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, not, not, no real mantras. Um, just get out and get it done. I mean, I, I do a lot of self-thinking about where I'm going and how I'm doing it. And a lot of the time, I mean, a lot of times I'm running on, I don't do a whole lot of tart trail running. I do a lot of road running because I just feel more comfortable. Um, it's not as crowded, but then you got the car. So it's, it's a lot of, I got to watch out for this vehicle or just paying attention to where I'm running and how I'm running. So there's no real mantras though. I mean, I just kind of go out and do it. And sometimes yeah. it sucks. And sometimes it's a huge stress reliever. Andy, do you want to hear what my mantra is? Yes, I do. It's called smart healthy strong and smooth whoa <laughs> and so each beat of when i hit the strong like each like hit of my uh, uh foot i say strong smart healthy smooth and i re if i'm like really struggling i repeat that over and over again that's i like that I like you know that. if you if you use it andy you have to say it in jeff's voice yeah just how i just said that. <laughs> I, no, I can't do that. We, we can practice. I mean, it's quarantine time. We got all the time in the world. Go ahead. I have to work. You get to go home. Uh, so as you prepare for things like this, what do you follow a training plan? I would imagine this is a pretty unique event being specific to a road in our county so or in our area. So um, what do you do for a training plan? And then how do you fit that into a schedule in general for an endurance event? So I have a coach. Um, his name is Jeff DeVries. He is out of Grand Rapids, just outside of Grand Rapids. Um, so most everything is virtual through him. And it's been fantastic. We're friends. I can sit there and chat with him. I can send him 25 text messages one day. Yes, he probably gets angry, but that's why I'm paying him. So Jeff, if you hear this, Sorry. And so he, he basically tells me what to do. We'll do runs and then we do a lot of cross training, a lot of biking, a lot of swimming when we could. Uh, not so much anymore. So we're hoping for 
open water swimming here shortly. Um, that way you can get a little more off my feet. And there's always so many days you want to go out and run. But I typically have a couple shorter runs during the day. During the week, I'll have one speed workout during the week. And then the rest is slower stuff, slower at my M22 speed, which is slow, almost a virtual walk, but it's, it's working. And then I'll do that Saturday, Sunday. I was working in some Fridays with some long runs. And a lot of it's back-to-back long runs. So I'm working the second day. I'm working on real tired legs just to get used to having a tired leg with legs. For a while last fall, I was running to work and then working and then running home after work. And it's 13 miles each way. And then the next day I'd get out and have a 20 miler. And yeah, I mean, I, the longest I, we went was a 50K. I did a handful of 50Ks, but the next day you're out running a little bit. I mean, it was a lot of it building up. You build the endurance and getting your legs tired the following day when you go out and get that follow-up run in too. Yeah. Andy, how are you going to celebrate afterwards? <laughs> Depends how the stomach is. Well, let's put it that way. <laughs> Best case and worst case scenario. <laughs> Best case, I'm going to be able to go home, eat some pizza, and have a two-hearted. Worst case, I'm going to be dragged home, somehow dragged into my bed, and I'll be done for the evening. <laughs> I'm going to guess the latter of the two, but we'll see. Uh, the following day, I, I had, it'll be a long weekend for me for work, so I have Monday off well, so there'll be a lot of resting, a lot of resting, a lot of recovery, uh, lots and lots of water just to get back in the system probably some long walks after maybe even a short bike ride probably close to after um i've been a real big fan and it does so great for the body once you get out and do something long and have a really hard workout that next day or next morning getting up and walking or getting on a bike nothing nothing hard by any means but just spinning those legs and get them moving is a absolute game changer. Um, if anybody's doing stupid hard workouts and then the next day, even if it's a hard 5k that next day, get up and do something easy. It's such a huge difference. Recovery. I, I can, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that, especially people that travel for a marathon. Uh, sometimes if you can build in that one day extra to stay in the town you're in and just walk around, don't get, immediately get on an airplane and like spend the next 24 hours just sitting down. We, we, for Ironman Louisville, we made this, made that mistake we we drove to louisville and race was sunday we got up monday morning at the crack of dawn and drove back home it was the worst car ride of my life i was cramping <laughs> up it, it was it was nothing i could do i mean i couldn't move my legs long enough because we had five kids in the car or whatever three kids and two adults and it was we had to stop and pull over at rest stops way more frequently and it was an awful ride home yeah i also highly recommend staying the extra day um, one, one other important thing we always work into our workouts is a recovery day and a recover, an active recovery day. Um, so we'll have a day off where I'm not doing anything and then a active recovery where I'm biking easy, swimming easy, long walk day. That's been a huge game changer too. Um, it's surprisingly a huge difference. Uh, just that recovery is well underestimated by what it was for me for a long time. Um, and I'm sure others that recovery days and active recovery days are hugely important. Yeah. And I, I know that you have, uh, is how many kids, two, three, we have three kids, 17, seven and two and a half. We're busy. I mean, so on, <laughs> on top of like the, you know, six hours or so you might be working out uh, a day or something. How do you uh, build all this in and then handle all that too at the same time? Asking for a friend. <laughs> so one kid's not that bad, Jeff. So suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> Once you get into multiple kids, it gets a little more tricky. A supportive wife is awesome or supportive spouse is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I work 40, 50 hours a week and then I get home. I'll work out. Um, when I was getting into more multiple, multiple day workouts, um, which once I get back into Ironman training, that's when I'll get into more multiple day workouts. A lot of it's, you know, 3 a.m. on the bike or 3 a.m. Out, out on a run. That way, I'm done with it in the morning. No one's bothered me. It's concise. I know exactly what I'm doing. I get up. I have everything planned out for the morning. Lunch made ready for work. It's get in, get my couple-hour workout in, shower, go to work. Um, then all afternoon, I'm home with the kids. When are you going to bed? Don't make fun of me. Eight-ish. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we usually lay down. The kids go to bed about 7. We're in bed 7.30, 8. I mean, we'll watch TV for a little bit, but that's relaxation time. I'm usually out by 8.39. 
Yeah, Jeff, I was going to say, this will be a new thing as a parent, but like not everyone can go to bed post 11 p.m. every night. <laughs> I don't Sometimes know what you do because you are a parent as well. You're like, I finally got the kid in bed at 10 p.m., so it's still a post 11. But I, I hope the listeners can't hear me viciously taking notes right now. <laughs> Take them. Yeah, no, a lot of it's working around what she wants to do. She, she runs too, so it's, you know, and we got our 17-year-old is a runner, and he's off the Ferris next year run. And it's just like, where do we get this time? Um, and we just work it out. You know, it's a lot of talking and planning out. We do a pretty detailed list of what's the next couple of weeks going to look like. If we have something big coming up that needs to be done. And my schedule, my, my workout schedule is pretty flexible. I mean, I can move my Tuesday workout to a Monday if I need to, or flip flop things to make it work in the schedule. And that's good. You know, I just make it happen. And if I miss one, I miss one. You know, that's another thing. I really can tell our people, if you miss a workout, you miss a workout move on with life. If you're following a, a really strict plan, if you miss a workout, don't fret over it. Don't try to work it in. It's, it's life where you know, I'm not, I'm not a professional by any means. I, I don't plan on being a professional by any means. <laughs> I like to have fun with this. I don't take any of this too seriously. If you miss something, you miss something. And it is, it's part of life. You know, it's meant to be, if you got to go help take the kids somewhere, life goes on. Well, I, I love, love your positivity. I love the energy. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, I was just going to say the exact same thing. And so I kind of want to transition to like, you know, you love it, it fills you with energy, you glow when it happens. But what are some of like the dark moments that you've experienced, uh, whether, you know, on some of your ultras or triathlons? Um, outside of the actual race, I mean, injuries suck. That's the, the worst. But it happens and it comes up. I missed an Ironman over it. It is what it is. You come back from it. Um, dark moments during races. It happens when you get into some mileage. And it probably happens shorter races too. Yeah, I've been able to push some of that to the side on some of the shorter stuff I do now. The big one, when I did my double, the first run last year, this time, the first hot day of the year would happen to be the day I did my first iron. And it went from, I mean, we were in the 60s, just like we are now to 90 something odd degrees. The road temperature was 91, I think we measured. Um, I got off the bike and I was doing okay. I was drained. I was a quarter, my, my son Josiah ran with me. Um, he was my, my runner. It took every ounce of energy to put one foot in front of the other. I have never been that dark into a hole where I'm just going to quit. I'm going to, I'm done. Why am I down here doing this? This is awful. Who would do something stupid like this? And you, you put those in and you find something, you know, the positivity from him or get some food in you, get some candy, you know, Skittles are another little power packet of mine. I throw a couple Skittles in my mouth and it makes me happy. And <laughs> luckily I was able to get through that run. I've never came closer to quitting a event race than that and it was only on day one and the first half a mile i slowly worked out of it though um there's gonna be ups and there's gonna be downs that's all there is i mean when you're getting something that long and there's gonna be ups and there's gonna be downs you're gonna have the happiest times of your life and then there's gonna be what are you doing yeah i mean i, I know there's some times where you i get that feeling or that thought in my head uh, i'm gonna quit and then i think of something that i really really want to happen and i say hey jeff you don't finish this darn run that's not gonna happen and then that like brings me kind of back to, you know, I have something, a reason to get this run in or finish it, you know, instead yeah. of quitting. That's, yeah. that's for me. Yeah. And that's real important too. I mean, and if, you know, if I quit during, you know, there's times where it just, it's not working out in a training session, call the wife, come pick me up. I'm done. It sucks, but something's not going right. Or you feel that little tweak in the leg that you just don't feel comfortable continuing on. You just suck it up and move on to the next day stretch out and move on to the next day and hopefully it's nothing serious and get your mind back to where it needs to be. Well, that's awesome. But I, let's have a little fun. I know uh, you recently started a uh, virtual beer mile. So first of all, tell our listeners if they don't know what a beer mile is and how the heck you pulled off a virtual version of it. So a beer mile is a one mile run. Every quarter mile, you got to drink a beer. You start off with drinking a beer. Your time starts as soon as you crack the first beer and you chug it, do whatever you need to do, sip it, whatever, if you want, take the time. Your time does not stop. So chug time is included. Your run time is included. You stop once you've hit your, you've drank your fourth beer and on that final lap. So after you hit that mile marker, I've never really done one before. <laughs> so this coronavirus thing, I have me thinking, I'm like, well, we don't have to be professional about everything. And we might as well, I see all these virtual races and I'm like, why don't I just create an event for a couple friends and have some fun and we can share pictures after and it'd be cool. And I, I, I kind of took it as 
let's do it as here are the rules. If you don't want to follow the rules to the T, so be it. There's no awards. You're not paying for anything. There's no timekeeper. Go out and have fun. And so the next thing, I, I left it as an open invite. And I told people, if you want to invite some cool people, feel free. And the next thing you know, there was like 400 people got invited. 100, 100 people ended up doing it. And it was people from all over the country. 95, 99% of them, I had no idea who they were. I created it and said, click, send away. <laughs> I started off with four or five of my friends. I knew they would do it with me. And yeah. So you did, you did this and this is already complete? Yes, it was last how, weekend. How did you tell, tell us about it? <laughs> what was it like? It was, there's tricks you got to learn about this thing. There's no go running. I bet. You can't go <laughs> running with a full stomach of chugged beer is difficult. Burps come up. It's just, it's awesome. Oh, <laughs> If you happen to um, lose all the beer in your stomach, there's, you have to run an extra penalty lap. That is another rule. <laughs> so there's that chances. So I, we went to a, I won't say, we went to a track that might have been <laughs> somewhere. And yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so Blink awesome. Blink twice if it was TC Central. <laughs> oh, I don't see me blinking. <laughs> so we went out and my wife and I and just went out and had, she was going out. I was trying to beat a, uh, a time and Belinda was just kind of having fun and it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. And we were just talking earlier today, it was, we should probably do it again because it was so much fun. So if the coronavirus continues, I'll be posting another one. Now, did you manage to stomach all of the beer or was there any mishaps along the way? Like, I almost want a little play-by-play -play here. Also, what was your beer? Add that to the... Oh yeah, that's oh, a good question. I, yeah, so the rules, you have to drink a 5% or higher beer. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so you no like Coors Light here. No, there's no Coors Light. I mean... Budweiser was a popular one, and then it started getting into craft stuff because, you, I mean, anything is there. I went with Bell's Official, which I think was 6.4. Nice. So Ooh. a little higher than probably. <laughs> You're an overachiever. <laughs> I was an overachiever. Yeah, it was so much fun. It, we, the chugging, I'm not a beer chugger, and I'm not a fast runner, but it ended up just all working out good for me. Um, I think I finished in like 11-something, which isn't fast, but when you chug four beers, it takes a little time. That's I don't so think I can drink four beers in that <laughs> amount of time. I was just thinking. <laughs> I was quite impressed. I was. I looked down at my clock, my watch. And I'm like, that didn't just happen. <laughs> so yeah, you get a lot of beer burps, a lot of beer burps, and your stomach fills up real quick. I, I have no clue how you did that. Jess and I, uh, probably two years ago or something, did our own brewery tour where we ran from. I believe it was about six or seven breweries around Traverse City, starting at Terra Firma, ending at Earth and Ales. And we hit pretty much everything in between. And we could literally only stomach like a four ounce pour, if that, in between breweries. I don't, no clue how you had a full 12 ouncer. It was also 90 degrees that day. Sure. And we ended up running a half marathon. So yeah, I do I want, wanted, oh, sorry, go ahead. I just want to say, I still want to do that. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, we'll make it happen. Good. Well, we have to navigate around kid, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I did. So I Googled it for those who don't know the current record of the beer mile, like the official beer mile is four minutes and 57 seconds held by Dale Clutterbuck of England. He's it's, the only person to break five. So. It's pretty, they take it pretty seriously. Yeah. <laughs> they take it very, if you ever want to have some fun, go Google it on YouTube or go on YouTube and, we got beer mile races, and it's 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 it looks like a track meet. It's pretty damn serious. We 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 <laughs> did actually spend uh, like Jess and I a couple or maybe a year ago did watch a beer mile, and it is the funniest thing ever. Like these guys can bang out a four minute mile, but then when they stop for the beer, they do this like really awkward power walk, and then like while they're chugging the beer, and then they just go because you have you have ten meters where you're allowed to walk around with your beer. So whether it's walking around or walking to the next stop you got to have your, your spot where you can go. So it's, there's only a certain section you're like, is a drink zone technically. And that's where you chug it. It was so much fun. So much fun. Andy, there are all of these amazing things that you have got going on in your, your world. How can track club follow you more? Can you give us kind of like a summarized version of how can we follow you on your run, your fundraiser? How can we track you on the, the, the challenge, and then obviously, of course, how can we keep our eye open for another virtual beer mile? 
So best way to follow me for all the information via M22 with all the fundraiser is the Facebook um, Andy running M22. Um, that's got virtually everything. I do a little stuff on Instagram, but nothing really, nothing too deep. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's damn, it feels good to run these roads, but I don't post there as often. Pretty much Facebook is my, my go-to. And uh, w- one last thing I want to get into, uh, you and your wife are, I mentioned this in your intro, uh, pretty big into art. I mean, you guys create some very, very cool things I've seen at local craft shows. Can you just talk about that for a second and also mention uh, the uh, medical masks that you're making and where people might be able to find those? Yes. So my wife and I, we own uh, Southern State of Minds. It is, we do vintage one of our big things, we do vintage uh, maps and we frame them out with uh, repurposed woods, repurposed woods. So it's original uh, maps that we find from the 60s to 20s and we frame it out with uh, wood flooring and used speed up kind of stuff. We do- and your pieces is in our baby room, by the way. Yes. We'd like to know Woo-hoo! that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We, in the last, I don't know, two months now, coronavirus, my wife has been making their non-medical grade face masks and just been a nice little thing to help out others. And she's been busy, crazy busy doing that. Um, you can find everything on the Facebook um, Southern State of Minds. Awesome. And as far as, um, you know, kind of wrapping this up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the Traverse City Track Club membership, the podcast listeners, anything else? Don't be afraid to push yourself. Um, really, there's, you don't know how, one of the things I like to say a lot is you, you never know how far you can push yourself and how far you can go without trying. I mean, really, how far is too far? Um, I haven't found it yet. I hope other people try to find it. If if a 5K as far as you want to go, that's awesome. Just do what you feel like is fun. You don't have to do stupid things. Go out and find something fun and enjoyable. If it's walking around the block, walk around the block. Find something fun in it and go out and do it and see where you what it leads you to. Getting out and running has kind of led me to a few stupid things, poor life decisions, and it's been fun. I think I think you're rad, Andy. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to you know thank you again for uh, hopping on with us uh, and just sharing your story, sharing your inspiration. I love the just run for the fun of it attitude that you have, and you know I think you're going to be a a big inspiration. And we would love after uh, uh, this run, uh, maybe yes. sometime after that, or even after the uh, hopefully if we get to race at the Ironman and. Uh, in August to have you back on just to kind of get a recap of how, how it all went. That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks Andy. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Stay rad, dude. Thank you. You do the same. (laughs) I will. All right. See you, man. See ya. All right. That was Andy Bellinger. I, I think we all laughed, uh, way too hard. We had to put on our mute buttons uh, so that you guys could actually hear what he was going to say. Sometimes with these Zoom calls, we talk over each other or laugh over each other. So it's, it's kind of hard to get those cues as you would in pers- person. But uh, I had a ton of fun talking to Andy. He's uh, been a good friend and just we bounce, we bounce ideas off of each other constantly on Facebook, uh, especially when we're training for a triathlon. So I really loved having him. What do you guys think? That was an awesome conversation. I really, really appreciate his positivity and his attitude towards everything, especially considering everybody's races are getting canceled. It's kind of a, you know, an atmosphere of just bummer everywhere and and stress and anxiety. And it's really refreshing to talk to someone who has such a positive outlook on it and who's just trying to make it happen, make sure you're having fun with it. And I don't know. I feel, I feel happy after listening to, or after having that conversation. Yeah. As I say, I really enjoyed the parts too, where um, he has been able to find a way to pursue these goals, but also finding a good balance. So if that means that he has to run to and from work some days or get up super early, because he also does have, you know, a career and a family and, you know, working all of those things in and has support from his family, but they also have their own individual goals. His wife is a runner, his son's a runner. Um, You know, they can still all support each other and work together on that. So as someone who's been navigating that a bit myself, just with, you know, having big goals and then having to also learn how to navigate that around a career and a family, it's been cool to hear other 
other people's experiences as well. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Track club members, listeners, keep posting what's making you happy out there. I think that's a big takeaway from today's episode is just show us what's making you happy on social media. Just let's just fill social media with positivity right now. What's making you happy? What's getting you out there? Yeah. I think it's really cool what uh, Richard Nichols has been doing lately. Uh, He's been doing a virtual, uh, relay race and so people are kind of divided into teams and this is i believe correct me if i'm wrong all kind of organized on the tc members uh private facebook group is that correct or not yep i i think so and i think teams have already been selected and things like that but as a bystander it's a lot of fun to watch like they had a you get extra points if you like i think the other day everybody ran in their pajamas so you know they're not running together they're doing this separately. So you just see random people running with pajamas. I love the costumes idea. I think it's really fun. So it's, it's going to be neat to watch everybody do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I, uh, unless you guys have anything else to uh, end this mini episode with, uh, I think we're going to send it off. Uh, Kayla? I think we're all set, but yeah, I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy and also getting a chance to um, enjoy the outdoors and um, still find ways to build in, you know, the things that are helping you out in life. So whether that's running, walking, just enjoying sitting down, enjoying something new. Uh, I hope that's all all taking place for everyone. Yeah, we miss everyone. Yeah. So if, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, make sure to like us and then just share it to anybody you think you think might like us. It always just helps us uh, get more listeners and just to spread the great word of the Traverse City Track Club. Yeah. And also on that too if you know there's something like this that you really enjoyed where um, we just heard about someone doing um, something unique and a big challenge themselves especially in this time of staying at home and coronavirus if you have either something you're doing yourself or something that you've heard of that you think might be um, an interesting highlight for a future podcast definitely let us know so we'd love to hear about more um, people getting out there and trying new things in this time all right, everybody. Well, keep posting what you're doing. We love seeing it and uh, just try to make the best of it. You know, we can't control it, but we can have positive attitudes. That's something we can do right now. So exactly. Without further ado, I'm going to end the episode with our traditional <laughs> happy, happy running. running. <laughs> <It's> on mute. <laughs> even better. Even better. <laughs> I'm keeping I was definitely it. I'm on keeping mute. <laughs> Run Around Town is a Traverse City Track Club production. The Run Around Town is produced by Jeff Hauser with Chief Running Souls Kayla Six and Jesse Hauser. The views and opinions expressed on the Run Around Town podcast are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or positions of the Traverse City Track Club. The music track is credited to Summer Nights by Liquid, freestockmusic.com, Creative Commons Attribution 3.0, Unported License. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and pretty much anywhere else podcasts are available. Plus, get all your Traverse City Track Club information at tctrackclub.com. And always remember to just run for the fun of it.